have you ever heard of a man named uh, Pete Best? Pete Best. Is he, this is a he uh, like? this is a one hundred percent true story. Uh, he was the drummer of the Beatles before Ringo Starr was in the band. So it was Paul, John, and George. No Ringo. This dude named Pete Best. Okay, they get rid of him. Can't exactly remember the reason. Maybe he wasn't good enough. Maybe uh, he just didn't click in with the band. Whatever it was, they get Ringo. They get huge. Years later, <laughs> this man named Pete Best, he releases an album that's called Best of the Beatles. Now, most people, this was pre, you know, there, there was no way to kind of look into inf- any of this information. Right. So they see this and they think to themselves, huh, this is a a Beatles Greatest Hits compilation. Uh, and it wasn't until they, you know, kind of purchased it, probably got it home, sat it down on the record player until they figured out, oh, no, this was a man named Pete Best, formerly of uh, the Beatles. I love a good story like that, where it's just the old, the old switcheroo. The old, the old switcheroo, baby. Okay, let's kick off this show. Continuing tonight on two season of pod. 96.7 on your. Two season a pod, 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 two season um, I'm across the way from uh, one of the best guys you'll ever meet if you get the chance to meet him. His name is Cam LeClaire. You got that right. You got damn right about that one, brother. Uh, still, uh, the the studio is still pretty empty. It's just the two of us here right now. Of course, we had the big walkout last week. And let me tell you, things are not better, Cam. Have you been sleeping here uh, lately? I sort of see the, uh, the futon hasn't been made and it's always made. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know about you. I haven't got a paycheck in a while. They, hmm. When we fired HR, we didn't really think to actually implement anything. I don't really know what's happening with our money. Well, have you checked so. the, uh, have you checked the bottomless piggy bank? I have not checked. Of course, it? Uh, yeah. everyone remembers we have a bottomless piggy bank. It's a giant porcelain pig. Uh... He has his pants. He has his he has his pants pulled around his ankles, revealing his bottom. Of course, because he is bottomless. I think that's what you call a double entendre. Am I right about that? I I don't know what they called it. It was uh, it was a gift given to us. The uh, the the bottomless piggy bank from one of our one of our great fans. You're right, Cam. We are running out of money, uh, and at the worst time because you know as they say, winter is coming. Winter is coming. Um, people will not be listening to podcasts over Christmas because they like their families. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's mm. that people hate their families and will try and get away from them. Or Cam, maybe we can start doing our part to kind of ingrain ourselves into the familial traditions of 
of Christmas Day. You know, I mean, all sorts of families will have different things that they choose to eat or sing or watch. I'm sure things like that. Maybe uh, listening to to two season a pod can be part of your Christmas, even Hanukkah tradition going forward. This sounds like a great ad, by the way. Um, Use promo code two season a pod to get uh, Cam sings the Christmas hits. Cam sings Chris, Sam Cam sings Christmas hits like Oh Holy Night. I got and don't forget about the classic, the Charlie Brown with no music to it. You can get all of these hits on two on two tape cassettes for the little price of $23.99. Reach out to us, twoseasonapod at gmail.com. Of course, the uh, Gmail address is still open. We're taking applications for internships and all of that. And we call it the... Oh, um, what do you call it when there's no no one, no one instruments? Acapella? Acapella? What's an archipella? Acapella. There's something called isn't what's the one that's a group of islands? A group of violins? Islands, not violins. A it's group a, of I- in, a group of islands. It starts with an A. It's um archipelago, archipelago, archipelago. Add to the list, Cam. But what are you talking about? I I can only presume you're not talking about the islands. You're talking about the singers because we're talking about music here. Yes, we were talking about that. Um, speaking of, I think I have a new favorite Christmas song. You, you think you have a new favorite Christmas song. Well, I really liked it last year, and then I heard mm-hmm. it again this year, so and it? it just slapped. Cam, um, you're on the laptop. I can see I can see the screen light up. I need, to get, the na- I need, to, get the na- I need to get the name of it. That's why. <laughs> now, how familiar you are Cam, with Gwen per- Stefani. Cam, you're the only person who can put the, like, kind of like the words, my favorite, and mm-hmm. let me look it up so close together in a sentence. Uh, that's fine. Do you know that? Do you know how familiar with Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton? Be honest. Not at all. Okay. Well, they have a hit from who the hell knows how far back. Sweet gingerbread made with molasses. My heart skipped a beat and I reacted. Can't believe that this is happening. Like a present sent from God. Sleigh bells ringing, hallelujah. Stars are shining onto us. I want to thank you, baby. You make it feel like Christmas. We might put that one on the um, the for sale as the bonus. If you buy now, oh, Jesus Christ, Cam! If your name, if our names weren't fifty-fifty split into the uh, independent public offer, uh, it's like I can't stop you when you start singing one of these songs. Gwen um, Stefani, make you feel like Christmas, featuring Blake Shelton. Why are, why are, why are you plugging somebody else? You're, so listeners, presumably, so, is the original. So what? So what's Again, the best? What's the, the best case scenario out of what just happened? So you listeners were so infatuated by your voice and your song that they were like, "I need to stop listening to this podcast, open another app, and listen to this song." Why? Because then they stop listening to the show. You make me feel like Christmas. What's your favorite Christmas song? Not whatever the fuck you were just singing. Sweet Benjamin. 
Batman with my What do you got? I can't okay, Cam, I can't keep doing this you okay, singing me, thing. What do you got? What do you got? It's what do you not got? it's not because of your voice, it's because it's shrill coming through the uh the audio. You know, certain well, frequencies. I need, I need are yours. Cut off I need yours. And uncompressed. Um don't really have a favorite. Uh Oh Holy Night is a good one. Just oh, when it gets to the big fall on your knees, like that's a big. Oh, that is the power. That's a good moment, and then it gets the oh Christ divine, like that's a that's like a huge buildup. That is a good one. I'll give you that. Um. So yeah, that's always the one that I would be looking forward to as a kid when you had to go to some kind of a a church like service uh with your folks or whatever that would always that would always be the one that i was probably at least most looking forward to do you remember the one by wham it was i think it was about aids but it yeah. had to do with christmas too um i okay no you're you're i think you're thinking of two Am different I mixing things. Two things up you're thinking that's of pretty, uh, that's feed the common. world let them know it's christmas time or we yeah. are the world we are the children but uh, Wham sung like a normal Christmas song that wasn't either of those two things. Fuck, and it was uh, yeah. You're you're kind of mixing your Christmas lore, but it's all well, you would have heard George expected. Michael in all three, and it's you hear, Christmas time, and you hear them in the mall. Yeah, that one's a good one. But uh, but yeah. So though you're you're kind of mixing up a couple different things, but you're in the ballpark. In the ballpark, um, yeah. whatever one I'm thinking of. It was for, it was for AIDS of. or children, is what you're thinking of. In our world of yeah. plenty. It's that one. Wow, Cam, a lot are singing on this show. You don't usually sing this much. Is there uh, a reason you're just so giddy with with the birds of song? Um, I don't know, just had a, just had a good day. had a, have a coffee in front of me to get a little charged up. Uh, coffee? And, uh, wow. Had, yeah. Well, I got, I got to Muay Thai tonight, so I got to be... Fired up. Still haven't eaten dinner. Oh, and I got good news for my doctor. You got good news? Oh, no. Okay, so Cam, <laughs> good news from your doctor either means you somehow grew an inch or you've lost enough weight that you're no longer over. Uh, this is going to be one of those two things. So I'm going to say you somehow grew you somehow grew half an inch. I'm going to go ahead and say yes to that question. But also... um. I don't know if you've noticed, but I got pretty smelly farts and stinky burps. Never, I don't think I've ever really noticed that, but... Uh, and they're voluminous. I mean, when that, I get did that gas come pains. Up, did that come up on the episode, on the live episode five uh, in terms of like your ailments? I don't think that particular story came up. Old slobs, go back, episode five. Great stuff. Who are these slobs? The, the, the slobs of the show. You know, they've been listening this whole time. Of course, we're on episode 48. Jeez. Which was my football number in high school. Thank you very much, uh, Cam. I haven't stopped this whole number quest that you you uh, pick it up. You pick it that up that you want. wanted Let's us that you wanted us to be on you, because I guess we pick only it up have when you fifty-two more of these. Because uh, presumably that uh, ninety-nine is almost already accounted for. So I guess fifty-one. You pick it up when you want. Hey, I pick it up when it flows into the convo, yeah, baby. So, exactly. Cam, you were telling us about your stinky-ass dumps. Oh, no, no. I didn't say dumps. Um, I said bad farts and uh, bad burps. And then what it comes from is just, like, terrible gas pain. So, like, crippling on my stomach. Like, Ugh, I'm going to die. Wow. Um, anyway, so I couldn't piece this together. I noticed that it was coming up more and more frequently in the past, like, 
month or two, ever since I started trying to get friggin' Jack, like Ronnie Coleman. And then I called my doctor. I set up I set up an appointment and man, do I feel bad for these doctors? Cause I set up a virtual call or just a phone call at three fifteen. And they called me at like five o'clock. And I was like, holy smokes, they must be so busy that they were behind like almost two hours. Yeah, possibly. That's cr- so sad. Hey, and it wasn't even the doctor that called me, it was the PA. But I'll tell you this, I prefer working with a PA, which is a physician's assistant, over a doctor almost any day. Just because I feel like they're kind of fresher out of school and they just have more time. Mm-hmm. Like doctors are just filled with paperwork all the time, especially family doctors. And PA just, I think they know most of the stuff, especially for the bullshit that I'm coming to them with. And they're just, they'll give me a better explanation, I find. I don't know. That's the experience I've had. Anyway, so she I, she tells me, she's like, okay, let's go over it. Like, where's the pain? Blah, blah, blah. Here it is. Above the stomach. And then she's like, okay, let's go over your diet. I'm like, okay, today I had oatmeal berries. And then I had a pear. And then I had a smoothie with berries and um, almond milk and protein powder and more oatmeal okay so right off the bat butter. right off the bat it's right off the bat so this is i'm not a doctor i am not a physician in any way yeah let's hear your guess i am more of a no bgyn however i would have to say that you it seems like there's a lot of drink drinkables and drinkables. berries sort of thing nothing that's going to linger around much what do you mean Oh, you said you, uh, oat milk has been a part of multiple things. Berries have been no, a part of multiple things. No, I didn't say oat milk. It's been a part of one thing. Berries have been part of two things, and then a pear. I yeah. said oatmeal. Nothing that's sticking around much. Oatmeal sticks around. Mean? Yeah. Like I said, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know what I mean. So I'm thinking nothing really stays in your system. There's a lot of movement. So you say it's just running through it's me. It's just constantly, shit's just moving. Well, she asked me how many times you poop in a day. I say minimum three. And I don't, she doesn't really give me a reaction, so I don't really know if that's a good or bad number. Right. Um, and because I hear some people like every three days, I'm like insane, wow. insane. Anyway, um, she goes, she goes, go. I think I know what it is. You're eating a lot of fiber right now, and I'm like, yeah. I don't. She's like, I don't. I couldn't really piece together. And I'm like, oh right, berries do have a lot of fiber, and oats do have a lot of fiber. And she's like, your stomach's not breaking those down, and you're getting bad gas pains. She's like. Go get this over-the-counter medicine and get some probiotics. And I'm like, do I need to get probiotics from the store? Just, no, just eat yogurt. I'm like, oh, I thought it was lactose intolerant, but it was probably just all the berries I was eating. Anyway, um, so I guess I'm healed now. The doctor says I'm, oh, I have to get blood work done too to see, you know, what my chances of survival are. But I'm not too worried about that. <clears throat> so that was the solution, Cam? No, I think the solution been if you have too much fiber in your diet, that means you have not enough of everything else. Keep that level of fiber. Bust no, no, no. up. Keep that level of fiber. Bust but break up it down the calories. Bust up the protein. Bust up the fat, Cam. You're restricting yourself to 3,100 calories a day. Bullshit. You're eating like you're at five, okay? Oh, man. The thing is, Cam, I can't train that hard, though. I don't have anything to lift. It's, I can go to Muay Thai. It's winter, but, baby. Like, it's winter. We're packing it on. Oh, man. If I could just have a gym that I could lift at here, like just, you know, give me some plates and give me. um, Are you still doing your push-ups on your big business meetings there? No. You were doing that for a long time. You were doing push-ups as you were selling. I was. And the problem with it was that now when I do push-ups, my dog comes in and jumps on me. So It's an added weight. It's an extra 20 pounds there. Good point. Didn't think about it that way. Um, have you been sorry, drinking? Could, have you been drinking the two C's, creatine vodka? 
Oh, please send me more of it. Right, um, get, get your yeah, supply need, now, folks. Do you, do, you, do you use creatine? It's coming out right before uh, the holidays. Uh, no, I don't. No. Okay, I've heard if you have creatine with water, then you just blow right up. But then I feel like that's kind of artificial. So, that's what they I don't say. Know. I, put on like, I put on like four pounds, which I was pretty happy about. Yeah. Keep anyway. it up, Cam. Glad, uh, glad those around you are going to be survived by your stinky dumps. Speaking of people that didn't survive, this week I got a top five bizarre diseases for you. Perfect. Let's go for it. Here's a top five. Here are five tips about No, it's just a top five. Well, starting off our list comes off with first one, an allergy to H2O, water. That's right, everybody. You can be allergic to water. And what it's basically only happened to about 30 people in history. And basically, it just restricts you from drinking water. It restricts you from being in rain. The maximum you can shower is about 10 seconds per week, leading to some real stinky people. And what you can drink is Diet Coke. Diet Coke, just like those with the diabetes. You know, you have diabetes. You're so. Any any examples? Any? Do we have any science? Should I expect any science throughout the rest of this uh, segment? Well, it's it's non-distilled water, which will get you. So distilled water, I think you'd be okay with, but non-distilled water, you're gonna run into some uh, big issues where you're gonna get painful rashes on your body if it touches you, and if it goes inside you, don't even ask what it does to you. I will. Uh, I won't ask, Cam. I won't. Uh, let's move on. Number four. Number four, uh, and you may have seen this in uh, Tom Segura's most recent special, foreign accent syndrome. You heard about this? You heard about this? I've seen this. Have you heard about this? Yeah, about this? Uh, I have heard. I have heard about this one. It's on YouTube. You wake up uh, and you're like, "Jolly good, hip hip cheerio." Hip hip cheerio. And they're like, oh, "You're but you, but, and they're like, you were born and raised in Idaho." And they're like, "Yeah." Idaho, something like that. Idaho, don't know that going on the tube. <laughs> yeah, I have heard about this one. Yeah, so that one, uh, possibly some brain damage that happens. Next thing you know, you wake up and your Chinese accent's now turned into a southwestern accent. But is it, isn't um, it always as if it's like uh, <clears throat> like you wake up with a Chinese accent, but it's as if with your entire English vocabulary. So it's like the entire. Mem- muscle memory of how to speak the language that's what because that's what that's what i don't understand about that one because different languages have different phonemes uh, for example like plosives are not a things that exist in some other languages right where what's a plosive a, a p a d a t a k a b um oh. sort of like that frame of language where um you know traditionally a lot of Asian languages are very, they're more nasally. A lot of mm, what we would have like an NG sound uh, with less, you know, harsh plosives as uh, as the English language does. I've always wondered that because when they wake up with the Chinese accent, they're speaking it like they're a Chinese person speaking English, like as a second language. It's very, It's always very, very weird. Yeah, I couldn't get that far. And it basically what it said was that you just lose the ability to hit like certain vowels and certain like stretches of words. And it 
research is, I don't know if it's really going on. They're probably just like, this isn't a huge problem. We've got bigger things to deal with. There's a pandemic going on. we got bigger Foreign fish to fry. Syndrome. They'll put that on the uh, the the bottom of the whiteboard. Yeah, all these speaking, watermelons. Speaking of, all these watermelons have seeds in them. We need science to get rid of these seeds in these watermelons. God damn it. Yeah, bigger things. Anyway, plowing ahead to number three, laughing to laughing to death. Have you heard you heard about this? You hear about this? Uh, from the 2018 film Joker. 2019 film Joker. Oh, I thought you were going to say like 50 first dates or something. No. Um, Why do you always talk about 50 first dates? It's trash. You always talk about 50 first dates. You always talk about I, I've never, I've never literally seen, never broken I've up I've never that seen word. the movie. I've, I've never I've seen nev- the movie. Don't even know who it is. Is that? Jesus Adam, Christ. Adam Sandler? Man. You have seen. <laughs> Drew Barrymore? Jesus Christ, Cam. Jesus Christ. Anyway. <laughs> so laughing syndrome was something that they found in the Congo where these people would just start laughing maniacally, start shaking with their legs, start going cross-eyed, and then weeks later, boom, dead. A bunch of scientists came in. They're like, what the hell is happening here? This doesn't seem that funny, contrary to this idiot. Um, And what it was, was they were cannibals, and they were eating each other's flesh. Like Tradition was, once you die, eat the person who died. Mm. And turns out, not great for you. Of course, uh, what the technical term. This one kills me. The technical term for holes in the brain they called Swiss cheese brain. The technical term. That's great. That's like the mad cow for people, of course. Um, and traditionally, all throughout time, I think it, it, people who cannibals we would consider to be crazy. Although sometimes they're portrayed as a Hannibal Lecter socialite of sorts. Uh, I think at the end of the day, you could kind of conclude that Han- Dr. Hannibal Lecter is a pretty crazy guy. Uh, was, was Dr. Hannibal the one that was in Science of the Lambs? Oh, Cam, your powers of deduction as a, tw- as a near 26-year-old, uh, it's incredible. Was I right? Of course. Of course you were. Why would I? I wouldn't have led you on like that had you not been correct. Oh, I don't know. People lead me all the time. Jesus Christ. Heads up to number two, fibrodysplasia ossification progresso. Sounds like a Harry Potter spell, but I tell you what, it's no joke. What it is... <laughs> Did you write that one down? Did you write uh, that no. one? No. Uh, off the top of my head, baby, because they, they call me the new Dalia. <laughs> they have been cam cam a lot of people uh writing into the email uh you have a new instagram ac- account that's kind of like your face morphed on to crystalia's body love it you gotta yeah. have that nice flowing locks you know it's the got hair all my t- yeah it's the lettuce anyway what this does is they found out in like 1936 a man broke his leg and it wasn't healing they're like oh wait a little wait a little next thing you know his knee seized it's like, all right, wait a little. Next thing you know, his his hip is seized. Uh-oh. Few few years later, can only move his lips. Turns out the tendons and ligaments in his body with this disease turn into bone. I think I have heard about this before. Uh, yeah, down also like a crazy YouTube hole. By the way, you can find all of these things down crazy YouTube holes. Definitely. Uh, that I've definitely stayed on. Certainly having a smart TV with YouTube right on it has made those sorts of things far easier 
for me to. I can't really... tell if it makes you smarter or dumber. More <laughs> I don't YouTube know. Binges. I think it just makes me. Uh, I don't know. Like I don't retain any of the information. Like what I can't remember what it was called. And Cam, you just told it to me. But it sounds like right. it's a wild story that you can maybe recall at a party if you remember enough detail. You know, it's a good YouTube binge to go on. Is the um, how like why is this so expensive by Business Insider? I don't know if you've fallen into that one yet. I haven't, Oof, fall, that one's good. I haven't fallen into that. I haven't fallen into, into the, the that one yet. But hey, the um, I, I really like the one with the Rolls Royce because they show like how they built the Rolls Royce from the ground up and why it costs like two hundred thousand dollars to buy one car. Incredible. Highly recommend for the slobs or the slabs. The slobs, Slob. Cam. This is now the second time that you've recommended something. With, oh, if if you're gonna keep recommending things, we need financial compensation from these people. Because hey, right now a listener they're going to recommend s- us back, man. That's what Business Insider. That right, I got right now. It, a listener, sorry, my phone's ringing. It's Business Insider right now calling. So I got to I, I take can't. the call. Take the call. Take the call. Take the call. Larry, you're out too. Fuck. Yep. It sounds about right. Yep. Cam sweating. I sweating profusely right now. His lips are chattering. Make, come on, we can't make something happen. What about the? Uh, Cocaine. He's pacing back and forth in this room now, unfurling his tie. It but sounds like what? the phone call's not going well. Yeah. All right. Um. He yeah. No. Uh, it, I think we. I think we secured some funding. I think we're fine. Cam throwing his phone to the ground as if he just got hung up on. <sighs> okay. That's um plowing ahead. Oh. All right. And number one on the list is called Pika. Have you heard of Pika before? Pika. Pika. Nope. And when you when when all you were sitting back thinking, oh, is that an addiction to pica de gallo? Incorrect. Pica is a symptom where you will eat just about anything and have weird cravings for it. Mostly happens to young kids and pregnant women. But typical uh, things that people are attracted to include things with no nutrients of substance, including paint, clay, plaster, or dirt. Um, outside of that, other things people often crave are raw rice, flour, and basic salt. Basic so, salt. Yeah, just salt. Just ooh, love, love a little bit of salt right now, or just you some flour. And and, oh. and when I was a kid, my uh, my parents would pull pull this dirty trick when I'd be hungry at night. I'd be snacky. So guys, kind of something to snack on. They would say, "Have a piece of fruit." And chances are, what are you gonna say? You're like, "Oh no." Because it's right, because you're not hungry, you're just snacky. If I was really hungry, I'd go for that fruit, right? Yeah. But what they didn't know is that I went straight upstairs, and I'm just peeling off paint. (laughs) From the inside of the closet. From the inside of the I'm just peeling off huge strains of paint, and I'm kind of eating it like uh, fruit by the foot. You know, where I could kind of like, I'd let it like hang down to my tongue and then slowly lick it up or, you know, however you chose to <laughs> eat fruit by little, the foot. I don't crunch, know. crunch, crunch. Apparently my brother used to eat dog food. It's kibble. I used to eat dog food. Oh, I think we went over this, didn't we? Yeah, we have gone over this before. Not all the time. I would just sit there. And yeah, you're like five years. And it's something that I do not recall doing because right. like, who the fuck remembers being young? Right. But you were my blackout drunk. Black. <laughs> Was blackout drunk pretty much until I was. I remember I was not blackout drunk for a little bit when I was six, uh, and then again when I was like twelve. That's was that when, when Stacy divorced you? Yeah, that was when we. <laughs> when the wife left me, and yeah, I was told I ate that. That's normal. Did I ever, though. Never tell you about the guy. 
I was up at the cottage with uh, a couple of friends, and uh, this guy came around, and he was my neighbor's friend, and he was just so pissed drunk. Um, and, like, I had talked to him a few times, but his wife had recently left him, and it just fucked up his whole plan. Like, he was 50 years old, planning on retiring, planning on moving up here, like, building his shop, building his business up here. And it turns out that his wife was cheating on him, and he's just like, life is destroyed, right? So, not like, not a good story. Why? Anyway. Why did you get into it? Oh, there's more to it. So he comes. This around. better end in a punchline. This better oh, have a I punch. Wish. I wish. So this guy comes around and just like sits at our our um, campfire, and just like starts complaining and being like, he's giving us a life story, and it's like. Okay, yeah, I get you. Like, man, that must really suck. But we're just trying to have, like, basically a party. And we have this guy there who none of us know except I've had maybe two conversations with going on for an hour just telling us about his ex-wife and how she left him. And it was just one of the saddest things ever. A man in his 50s is having a late-night, sad, drunk talk. No, this is, like, mid-afternoon. Or a mid-afternoon, late-night, mid-afternoon to drunk talk to a group of men in their early 20s. Yeah, it was quite the experience. And it was just like, Jesus Christ, man. How do you and, think like, he's how, how do you tell the guy to leave? Be like, all right, that's cool, man. But also, we don't want to hear this and we want to drink and have fun. Like, you're being a killer to this vibe. That's that you, I think you just have to say it. You just got to say, hey, man, stop killing our vibe and do this little bump of blow cane. Just do a little bit of cane. Exactly. <sighs> maybe that, yeah. I, maybe that was the solution. I just didn't know that was there all along. Yeah, I don't think there's anything rude with saying, like, pardon me, like, we're trying to do our own thing. Yeah, uh, pardon I, me, it's a sad story, but... I've definitely been in that situation before, yeah, and we've all been in that situation before where you're with somebody or a group of people and some random, random drunk person appro- like comes up to you and won't just shut the hell up. We've all been there, and I don't so think there's anything rude with the saying... Too. Pardon? There always seem to be so sad. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember because... one guy telling me just about, like, his dog dying, and I'm like, man, that really sucks. And then, you know, yeah, do you it's, think... four hour, it's four hours later. <laughs> next thing you know, he moved in with you. And next thing you know, you're in love. Do you think um, anyone happy has ever approached a group of people they don't know at a bar? Uh, certainly. That happens all the time. That's a, that's, a sad, that's a sad person thing to do. I think, no. I think if you're, like, if you're just a good outgoing person, you're like, you know, you can... But... You would do that, Cam? Cam, you would do that? If you saw, let's say, 10 friends hooting and hollering and having a great time sitting at a bar, and you walked past that bar by yourself, you would think to yourself, you know what, I'm going to go and sit next to that group of people, and who knows, maybe maybe this can become something fun. You you feel confident enough in doing that. But I'm sure you've had this situation, too, where one of the guys, like, you're the group of 10 people, and one of the guys goes, like, you know... He's wearing like a Dwight Howard jersey and you're like, oh, Dwight Howard sucks. He's like, oh, yeah, like, fuck the heat. I don't know. They say something. And then he's just like, attention. And then you just sit like he just stands there and he's like waiting to get back into the conversation. Everyone's like, oh, no, that was the interaction. There's no more to this. And you're like, how do we excuse you to let you know that we're done here? Like, we, we have nothing left for you. Exactly. No, exactly. Yeah. You just have to cut them out on purpose. What do you say? Like, on on your way, move ahead. Move along. 
Move along. Move along. Move along, young buck. Move along, young buck. Move along. Let's move along with the show. Should we move along? Oh, both hit that. Hit that hard. Gotta love it. Well, now I don't want to say shit, Cam. Now I don't want to say shit. You're killing me. Hey, we're both matching. I'm killing you. You've been singing for at least 75 seconds of this whole podcast. Tell me about it. Which song (laughs) did you like the best? I don't don't remember a (laughs) single one. Keith Urban and somebody else. Uh, Cam, let's move on. Um, let's move on to some notes from last week, shall we? Notes. We got some notes. We got some notes. 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 We got some notes. Okay. I'll keep quiet, sir. <laughs> Cam, don't keep quiet. Interject all you want. Your name is in the podcast. Then the title. You have a 50-50 stake in this, Cam. How many different types of stories are there to tell? We've asked ourselves this question a lot, of course. Old fans of the show may remember that. There's really only three different types of stories. Right, Cam? What are they? First one, yeah. coming of age. Exactly. Second one, buddy cop. Exactly. Third one, Quentin Tarantino slash other. Exactly. That's all about we all know this. That's we all, all know about this. it. We all know this. This is ingrained in stone. However, there's some... Uh, some Shakespeare wrote this down. Shakespeare, literally, Shakespeare wrote it down. Um, yeah, but some conspiracists out there seem to believe there's actually more types of stories. And when I say conspiracists, I mean, you know, the ones at the top of the uh, of the of the fiction architecture, you know, the new world order as it might be. You know what I'm talking about, Cam. So, here are the uh, seven actual different types of stories that you can tell. Number 1, and I I will I will put them in categories. I will let you know that. Of course. Not seven. Um, so yeah, so we're, we'll kind of have like the what these conspiracy theorists maybe believe these stories are, and Cam, maybe you can tell uh, set set it straight. Yes, right. Um, so for the first type of story that you can tell is <clears throat> the story of overcoming a monster, where a protagonist sets out to defeat an antagonist or a force. Uh, you can think something like Star Wars, Jaws, or just the classic David and Goliath. Going to put that in terms of coming of age because they're going to learn a lot about themselves throughout the process. I mean, learning a lot about themselves is a huge part of the overcoming the monster. Coming in at number two, the second story that you can tell is the classic rags to riches, where the poor protagonist gains power or wealth of some kind, loses it all before gaining it again and learning something in the end. Think about Cinderella or even your ugly duckling. Gonna go ahead and put coming of age on there as well. I mean, it, if you're learning themselves. a lot about about yourself in the end, that sort of seems pretty explanatory. Coming to number three, uh, we have the quest, where the protagonist and their friends set out for an important object and face trouble along the way. You can think of Monty Python's Holy Grail or Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think that fits under Buddy Cop pretty well. Okay, because as soon as there's friends involved, now it's uh. Well, they're always they're always on a quest, of right? Some sort. Exactly. It's about finding the important finding object, the facing trouble. Uh, the fourth different kind of story that you can tell is the voyage and return. You know, where the protagonist goes to a strange land, learns a lesson, and then returns. You can think Wizard of Oz or Back to the Future. Have to put that in Quentin Tarantino because he plays with time. He there. Oh, there's a lot. Ah, there's a lot of time jumping in the voyage and return. Uh, you know, you kind of you don't know what the timeline really is. What the end actually when when the end actually happens. 
the next one that you can have, what is this, number five here, is a comedy. Uh, of course, this is where a light and humorous character with a happy or cheerful ending. It is more than just humor and more refers to the patterns where the conflict becomes more and more confusing, but is made clear in one single event. And for this, you can really just think of anything Shakespeare, how it all, how, or at least the Shakespeare comedies, rather, okay. the way that they end, the entire story wraps up, it all gets crazy along the way and then makes sense at the very end. So let's let's say it together on three. We're gonna one, two, three, and we're gonna say it. Okay. One, two, two three, three, buddy coming cop. Up. <laughs> <laughs> the sixth different type of story that you can tell is the tragedy. Of course, this is where the protagonist is a hero with a major character flaw or great mis- or uh, commits a great mistake, which will ultimately be their wrongdoing. This is where you can also think of any of Shakespeare's tragedy works, or if you're a millennial, this is Breaking Bad. Clearly learn a lot about themselves coming of age. Coming of age. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, uh, I think Walter White learned a lot about himself when he was lying down that uh, on that hard concrete floor. Uh, and then finally, the last different time of story that you can tell, the seventh is the rebirth story, where an event forces a character to change their ways and become a better person. Uh, this is something you can think of. Groundhog Day. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and slap coming of age on there as well. Yeah, coming of age. So see here, folks, uh, if, if you seem to believe in these quote-unquote classic story archetypes, then sure, you can believe that you can overcome the monster or perform the quest, the voyage and return, but really, it really, I think, just boils down to coming of age, buddy, God, I'm going to turn to his last job. Do you, do you learn something about yourself? Is there a second party involved? Who is your buddy? And, okay, so, or is this a Quentin Tarantino? <laughs> this is a Quentin Tarantino. Even bring it out even more. Did you learn something? Was a friend involved? Was the film written and directed by Quentin Tarantino? Um, and <laughs> or or influence or influence? Because I'll even take sort of you know any of the bit part, any of the sort of the bit smaller stuff he did. You know, I'll even I'll I'll sort of take all of that. I'll take True Romance. I'll take True Romance. He wrote it. Didn't direct it. He wrote Speaking it. Speaking of movies, did you hear about the newest Mario Lopez story that came out? I uh, no, but is it the Saved by the Bell reboot with that harsh Selena Gomez joke? It is not. Um, so Mario Lopez is Colonel Sanders in what's it called? Secret Recipe or no Recipe to Seduction? I believe it's called Recipe for Seduction where it's a Lifetime exclusive movie that comes out tomorrow at noon on the Lifetime channel where Mario Lopez plays the chef in a rich household where he um, obviously has a secret formula for his chicken, right? You should see this. You have to see this trailer. Highly recommend. Cam, if your name wasn't in the title, this is the third. This is the third. This whole podcast has just been you plugging other shit just so you know my favorite 48 is thomas hurdle you had to search that i can hear <laughs> I you not. had to fucking I did look not. for you okay. I, thomas hurdle is my favorite i call him the hurt man he's from prague he plays for the sharks he's 26 years old and cam look at me in the face look 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 me in the eyes how, how does he spell it how, how does he spell his last name look me in the eyes 
H-E-R-T-L. Yeah, you're not looking me in the eyes at all. Cam's sort of looking. How? In- How is it looking you in the eyes? Cam's looking around the room, uh, looking for anything that could help him. Big, a, big hurdle fan. That was a big hurdle fan. Stretch. I call him Tomas when when he's around. What, you, you think you know him? Uh, I think I know him better than you do. Cam, let's play a game. I'm gonna give you a little game to play. It's a little March Madness. Ooh. Ooh, Cam, we've um Ooh, we're going uh him. we're going back to the topic of death. It's been a big topic, I think, in this whole fucking show, I think, so far. Um Cam, are you familiar with the Darwin Awards? Um no. Okay, the Darwin Awards is Oh, a, wait, oh wait. You I, can say no and guess. I can explain it. It's not like you're going to lose anything by... Life's about not allowing people to explain themselves and cutting themselves off. Right, because it's not like, about like who's saying, right and wrong. It's just about who's louder. <laughs> Cam, you were saying? I believe the Darwin Awards, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if I'm close, don't bother correcting me, is the award for the most uh, peculiar death that year. That's correct, Cam. They were books that came out when we were kids, the Darwin Awards, and it was just about people who died or got seriously hurt in dumb ways that uh, was only really their own faults. Of course, Charles Darwin, the theory of evolution, clearly the the evolution skipped a step with some of these people. So, Cam, we're going to play a March Madness game, and we're kind of putting together all of these particular death uh, ways and reasons, and we're going to try to find a, uh, a winner here. Are you ready for it? Ready. Uh, so number one, our first matchup becomes um, between a woman named uh, Tamar Fellman, a Harvard MBA who uh, fell off a roller coaster. She fell off the Raven uh, at the Holiday World and Splash and Safari in Indiana. Okay, so here's what happened. On this particular uh, roller coaster, there is a moment where fans will would unstrap themselves from the seat and stand up a little bit uh, that they would call catching airtime. Uh, witnesses who were on the ride with uh, Miss Fellman uh, claims that she was virtually standing up in the roller coaster car and caught a little too much air when she was trying to catch airtime uh, when she plummeted 69 feet to her death. I'll tell you what, I've had a dream about this exact same thing. You've had an exact dream about this? Yeah. And... <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Cam, would you rather have been that, or would you rather have been uh, Eric Barcia from Reston, Virginia, who was found um, after attempting to jump bungee jump off a seventy foot bridge? Eric uh, chose that he didn't, he couldn't afford, maybe didn't want to use the commercial bungees, and instead just tied several bungee cords together, strapped himself on, jumped up, and probably fell well seventy feet to his death. I wonder, was it like a knot issue? Like, did he just do have bad knots? Like, he was just Googling, like, and you put the bunny loop through the <laughs> hole, and next thing you know, he locked in, and he just had no idea how to tie a real knot, and you just, you know, you pull a little bit, yep, gone. Yeah, could have been. It could have been. If you don't know knots, tie lots. Oh, I have to pick. Well, you're playing the game. Which, which do I think? Which do I think gets the Darwin Award? Or which one I prefer to die at? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. So let's say for this one, we are crowning the uh, the ultimate Darwin 
uh, award. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick uh, because you chose the safety regulations, not the the company who runs the roller coaster. I'm gonna say that you probably should have bought the uh, higher end bungee jumping cord. The bungee cord. Moving on to the next round. Uh, and of course, I say this: all the names that they give up aren't real names, uh, just for the sake of. That's what they want you to think. Uh, whatever. Uh, coming up next, uh, we have a man named Gary Hoy, who was actually a respected lawyer from Toronto, um, who died in a particularly embarrassing way uh, while um, attending a reception for new students coming into his office. He decided to demonstrate the strength of the boardroom's unbreakable windows by throwing himself against it. Unfortunately, they proved less than indestructible as advertised, and the lawyer plunged 24 stories to his death. Apparently, this was something he did all the time, and it never broke before. So, this one... Ooh, hate to see it happen. Uh, hate to see it happen. Other people would say, yeah, he would do it. He did it before, and uh, this may, this, uh, <laughs> this this may have been the only time, I guess. Or It's pretty funny. Or... Would you rather have um have would you rather have been found yourself in Paris, especially in the parkour scene, uh, where a man named Mark and his friends found a forty foot gap between two multi story parking lots, uh, and they cleared it, doing whatever kind of parkour stuff. They were excited about their achievement, headed to the local bar before boarding, putting a couple pints in them, and when they walked past the venue or when they walked past the parking lot again, this man thought to himself, "No, I can do it again." Uh, he went for the jump. He missed and plunged 40 feet to his death. I want to point out that every death so far has been just someone falling from a height. Yeah, well, it's falling from the height after doing the stupid thing, I guess, is the uh, the kind of thing about it. But yeah, so you have lawyer jumping out, the, uh, running up against the fucking window or uh, parkour, uh, a boozy parkour. I love I love the thought of like. Just when you're so confident in something and it goes wrong. Like, I remember, you know those Nalgene bottles? Yeah, I've got one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, have you ever heard the thing where it's like, dude, you can run a car over those things and they won't break? That's what they say. I've never tried it, though. Yeah, I have. It breaks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, don't know why I thought that was true. It's definitely not true. Um, there goes my Nalgene bottle. <laughs> there goes I my love- Nalgene bottle. <laughs> I love the idea of just like someone trying to prove a point, like when Elon Musk hit his car with a baseball bat, and it was like, Psh. Oh, yeah, it's like, yeah. Fuck. It's like, oh, whoops. It's or, or or like you know, someone being like, this shoot is bulletproof, and it's like, shoot me with it, and they die. You're like, yes, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, you know the the irony, you know, shit like that uh, kills me. Um, not literally. I'm gonna go ahead and say the man who fell. Um, because he was just trying to be a cocky asshole. I love that story. Oh, I guess that doesn't define which one I picked. The lawyer. The lawyer. Okay, yeah, I actually, I actually did, uh, I actually did put that one together after that. Um, okay, next matchup we have, maybe you find yourself in 1995, you're a daredevil, uh, and you attend, um, you want to go to Niagara Falls, you want to do something, something, something that nobody's ever done before, which is ride your jet ski off of Niagara Falls, which does sound pretty stupid, right? You know, not if you had your jet ski fitted with a rocket booster and you were carrying a parachute, you know, of course your idea was to fire the booster right when you hit the falls at the end and then open the parachute 
through the apex of the flight, of course, and you would slowly drift down to the water below. Um, unfortunately, uh, the man who designed this jet ski forgot one crucial element, and that is that water makes things wet. As he uh, hurled towards the falls and pressed the button to rocket boost, he, um, it ultimately failed. It probably got wet. <laughs> Uh, ultimately, he just straight plummeted off. He tried the parachute. The parachute was not waterproof either, failed to deploy, and he died. Oof. Or, that's a tough one. So we have a Niagara Falls uh, ski jumper. Or Again, we have a um, to your death. Yep. Yeah. Um, and here in, maybe you found yourself in 2007... In Spain, in a particularly uh, windy night, hurricane-strength winds uh, were cruising through the south of Spain when a uh, notable kite surfer in the area thought this would be a great time to uh, try out his kite surfing, uh, our 40-year-old hero, (laughs) as he were, um, defied (laughs) all sort of logic, uh, strapped onto his board, unfurled his kite, and his body was found more than a kilometer away from the ocean, uh, having been dragged by the winds and slammed against several buildings along the way. Oof. So we have for kite surfing during a hurricane or jumping off Niagara Falls. My real question for the kite surfer, hmm. again, falling, is yeah. do we put that as a coming of age because he couldn't have learned anything because he couldn't have applied that knowledge or other but nothing's ever gone to other. Oh wait, we're saying if wait 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 we're saying if this if, was a story, okay. And the end result is he died, right? Can it be a coming of age because he didn't really learn a lot about himself? Hmm. Are we trying? Are we trying to write the? <laughs> are we trying to write the? Get the life rights for this as a as a story? We call it, we, we 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 call this brainstorming. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this is brainstorming. Pitch this to Disney. Uh, um, but what no, do we say? Do so we, yeah, we do have our Niagara Falls or our kite surfer. It's a tough one. I like the idea of the kite surfer because I think that like they're both so badass, which is the cool part. Mm-hmm. But um, both both just way too confident in what they're good at. I also, yeah, I'm trying to think which one's stupid because like. I, you know, I personally would have thought that I, I would have think jetpacks work underwater. I wouldn't have thought about that. Parachutes, I probably would have been a little more skeptical of, you know, because like, does this work with water everywhere? You're like, it's a good point. And, you know, I would, I maybe think I would have thought of that. The windsurfing, I think I would have just been like a little bit too extreme there, brah. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say a Niagara Falls guy takes the win on that one because he should have figured out the parachute's not going to work in water. But then again, Seal Team Six, am I right, fellas? Amen. Seal, we're not playing Kiss for a Rose on the fucking <laughs> hey. show. We're not done. Come on. Seal keeps emailing Come us, on. by the way, Come. at seal or at seal six at gmail.com. And it's terrible. Niagara Falls jumper, you are taking it. Uh okay. So our final matchup of the day occurs between um uh oh god. Oh, God. Um, You find yourself on a late night driving through the country, maybe driving to your hometown, uh, and you think to yourself... Start of a spooky movie. Start of a spooky movie. You think to yourself, you know, you've been crushing nothing but those NOS energy drinks and pop rocks all night. You need to take a a, a squirt. 
You need to take a piss. So you pull over to the side of the road, you kind of walk a couple feet kind of through the gully and just take a piss up against the fence. But what do you know? The fence electric is electric, fence. baby. You have your penis blown off. You know, having your penis blown off doesn't kill you, but uh, suffering blood loss probably will. Um, this was a story that happened out of uh, Alabama, it said, uh, in the early 2000s, where, yeah, man took a piss against a, uh, a fence, dick blew off, and he was found dead from apparent blood loss. Okay, we have that Damn, one. Damn, that's a, that's a sad story. Or, I, I don't know if it's going to take the cake because, I'll tell you this above, first of all, how could you have known? That's it's that's the tough part. That is the tough part. Yeah. One time my dad was walking down our street at right after he had his heart surgery and wanted to go say hi to the cows. This is like maybe three, four weeks after he had his triple bypass surgery. <laughs> Goes to call the cows because he can't go anywhere because he can't drive because they're basically like if an airbag goes off, your chest goes boom, boom. Yeah. Um, grabs the fence. <laughs> Sweet, just like, in, the story. Just, just like in Jurassic Park, eh? Yeah. Well, see, Cam, the thing about this is at nighttime, he was unable to see the many, many signs uh, <laughs> which uh, displayed electric fence. Uh, okay, so we have obviously that Obviously high voltage, too. Very or high voltage. maybe you find yourself in the late 90s uh, in Wales. You know, uh, you you uh, you pass a group of uh, of teenage. You know, you're in your late twenties. You pass a group of teenagers, and looking to impress them, you want to dive off of an eighty foot cliff into water. You know, because of course, if if done properly, an eighty foot cliff dive shouldn't be fatal. However, is less you have, than hundred. You have zero experience at the high diving level um you are knocked unconscious as soon as you hit the water and by the time help gets to you you are dead oof so we have what? peeing on an electric fence and the no the uh the amateur we'll call him the amateur cliff diver so maybe the way to do that to break the water is like double fist just like Ba-ba. Oh, like you're Superman feel, or something. Yeah, just bah, that'll crash through the water. Good one. But 80 feet, that's high. That's crazy high. Which can be done safely and is done on the Olympic level every single time we watch it. Really? This, of course. This was a man who has <laughs> never high-dived before. Interviews with his friends and feet? Yeah, his friends, and family said, and his friends and family said he was not a high diver. He would never jump from that height. And uh, who knows what he was thinking when he plummeted towards his death, his ultimate death. So, Cam, maybe, what do we have? Maybe he... peeing, peeing on the fence or uh, the amateur cliff diver? Amateur cliff diver all day. Cliff diver. Great. Those were our first our fir- our first round of matchups were yeah was was all the explanation so let's get through this right here Cam coming in our second round we may have even forgotten what we were talking about we have the um, the self made bungee jumper and the uh, the prove a point lawyer or the uh, <laughs> proven window strength lawyer that's what we're called I love the proven strength lawyer just because it's just it's it's a classic. I'm like, I just imagine the receptionist. Um, 
game being like, oh, their whole joke was again making a bunch of fucking racket in this office. Yeah, all you hear is, like, oh, he's, trying to, he's, he's like, jumping up against the window again. <laughs> Crazy thing is these uh, these windows are they're bulletproof, isn't that right, Susie? <laughs> you watch this, Susie. Take off your headphones. Watch this. Watch this, Susie. What? What? Hey, Susie. Hey, Susie. <laughs> Susie. Suze. 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 What? Watch this. This is hilarious. You love this one. I'm fucking tired of it. You love this one. Boom. <laughs> right through the window. Yeah, that one That one takes the cake. Yeah, this this one uh, seems to have a uh, number one seed written all over it. And Cam, our uh, second, our other matchup here is the Niagara Falls Jet Skier or the uh, Amateur Cliff Diver. Oh, it's got to be Amateur Cliff Diver on that one. The Jet Skier is, uh, that one's fun. I like how extreme it is, but the Amateur Cliff Diver, that one just seems like a bozo move. Just like, I can do this. And you're like, you sure? Like, that's really high. Nobody knows what his motivation was. He had something to prove, apparently, Cam, which means that we are down to our final matchup. It seems like it's going to be a walk, Cam, but we have our lawyer versus our amateur cliff jumper. Oh, it's easily a lawyer. And I, I just, I did, I love this. I love just thinking about the setup behind it. Like, even if it was like, you guys want to do a little like bouncing off the ropes, these things can't break. <laughs> he throws from one side of the room. He's going to bounce off the ropes, go for a clothesline. Next thing you know, just like, <laughs> whoa, I made a terrible mistake. <laughs> no, shit. Yeah, that would be the worst because Tell you would have Susie all that fired. time. You would have all that time of falling. <laughs> Just thinking about how stupid you are—that'd be the worst. That's like the worst part. Think about, think about the notice I had to go out over email for the building the next day. Oh <laughs> like, my god! So yeah, know, like, do they had not to- <laughs> throw your body weight against the windows. HR probably had to write something up. Like, guys, do not. Even though the rumors around the office say Whatever that you do. our windows are impenetrable, don't test it. Would not recommend. Absolutely. Wow, what a game! Great, great, good, good job. You know what, Cam? Okay. Thanks. Well, um, I think the folks at home are asking for final game. Let's play. I'll only play it if you segue it in a way that doesn't plug other stuff. Okay. Um, let me try this out. Mm-hmm. Hey Cam, that was a, a great game of March Madness. Mm-hmm. Um, the the very popular sports tournament that happens every March, brought to you by the <sighs> Cam, NCAA stop, and TBS. Stop! 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 What? Stop! There were three. There were three. There were three plugs in that. You were plugging the March Madness basketball tournament. You were plugging the NCAA and TBS. No, we- no, it's just correlated. All right, the uh, fantastic game of choose uh, your death. Um, do you, do you like games? I do I like games. I, I do like games, Cam. Maybe we can play a game show like Wheel of Fortune, but different. Uh, Cam, Damn it. Cam, you got to stop you right there. You just plugged Wheel of Fortune. All right. Um, uh, who wants to be a mill? Damn it. All right, Cam? headliner asinine. Hey, 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 headliner, hey, 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 hey,
one or asinine. There we go. We have the trademark for that one. Of course, we know how the game is played. There's three headlines back and forth. Sometimes they're real. Sometimes they're fake. Cam, I'm going to kick it off right here for you. Headline or asinine? It took 383 days to find a man dead in his own living room. Oh, I feel like this happens all the time. I feel like um, when you just get, if you're lonely, wait, how many days? 383 days. So so over a year, damn, that's a long time. But I mean, if you've paid off your apartment and like you really have no reason, to, if you have no friends or no one's really knocking and the big thing would probably be like the, no, no grass, right? Mail goes into a box. I'm trying to think who found them. I'm going to go ahead and say headline, though. This is a headline, though, Cam Skorsk, <clears throat> excuse me, coming out of Denver, Colorado, when 68-year-old Chuck Frary was found dead in his own home after years of police neglect and miscommunication. So get this. For over a decade, um, neighbors and public health officials had been notified about the entire property due to the hoarding nature of his home. Debris often covering all the windows, the exterior of the home falling apart. It wasn't until February 4th, 2017, when a neighbor alerted to uh, 911 for someone to check in on him because he hadn't seen him in a few days. Uh, when the fire, when police and fire got there, they were even unable to enter the man's premises due to the amount of debris that was blocking all the doors. February Classic. 13th, so just like nine days later, uh, police entered the home along with his children looking for him. They oh, couldn't really get around. <clears throat> they, couldn't, they couldn't get around much due to the amount of junk couldn't find him, uh, and even walked in the living room where his dead corpse was. However, they couldn't see him under all the debris. It wasn't until July of that year um, where the lead detective on the case concluded that he was in the fucking house, and <laughs> this needs to be addressed. That report was picked up in October... 2017, so we started from February to October, when public health officials connected the dots between the missing person and the previous report of the condition of his house. Um, however, in October, the police and health officials didn't have the safety equipment to safely search the house. It wasn't until February 16th, so a year and 12 days after uh, he was reported missing, that police were actually able to enter the house, and then it wasn't until six days after that where approximately 30 minutes of searching on the morning of February 22nd, uh, they found in the living room the decomposing corpse of Chuck Frary. Damn. I heard about this one guy, it's a friend of mine, who goes in to get, uh, I believe he goes in to get dead bodies, I think. Anyway, he once stumbled upon like 800 bucks in cash that he found. Oh, no, he goes up into places after dead bodies are found to go clean up the place and just like get rid of all the shit. So like places like that probably need a little bit more. But and he found like 800 bucks cash. So he kept it. Yeah, they're like, keep away to be fine. We don't care. Like, <laughs> Fantastic. It's good to know that yeah. if I die, a group of teenagers will come and ransack all of my shit. Headline or asinine, Duncan customer stabbed because flavor... Oh, fuck. I wrote this terribly. Uh, Cam, it's because oh you're... Because Cam, Cam, you've been trying to write with a quill lately. You've been doing this kind of like quill and ink calligraphy class. Uh, oh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Duncan customer stabbed at work because flavor was not available. 
Uh, flavor's not available. Okay, one thing I love about this is that, and this is the sort of, was sort of like unbeknownst to us in Canada, but they changed the name from Dunkin' Donuts to just simply Dunkin'. And Dunkins. it kind of went over right over, because as a kid, I think of, you know, watching an American show or a commercial or what have you. And Stop Dunkin plugging Donuts. things. But because... <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Uh, well, obviously, this isn't a plug because this person was stabbed because they didn't have flavor. You know, of course, if you walk into Dunkin' and you want your vanilla... Enough. The the coffee shop. It's just the coffee If you shop. walk into the, a coffee shop, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be... It could be Strambrax. It could be... Uh, it could be Thirst Hup. Tom uh, Norton's. It could be Tom Norton's, of course. It could be any of these famous, famous coffee places. Uh, and, you know, when your little mocha, mocha shot isn't there, you know, that's huge. That's huge. White women will claw your face off. White if, women um, love clawing your face off. If certain if certain flavors don't exist. But do I think it could get to that level of reaction? Yeah. I picture this happening in, like, the northeastern part of the United States. Uh, and, like, a stab isn't dead. Like, stab could mean, like, you stabbed him in the arm. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean in the gut. So I'm going to say this is a headline. Yes, sir. This is a headline, and it's a little bit... It, it was confusing how I read it, because I thought it was, like, right at the scene. Kind of different. So through the drive through this man was so angry that they were like, uh, could I get a donut? Hey, can I get a banana and a ladder and a shot of, um... Vanilla, and he's like, "Sir, we don't have vanilla." He's like, "Oh, vanilla," and they get into this verbal altercation, and like the girl's like, she probably said some nasty shit, like "You crazy," and then next thing you know, <laughs> real next thing you know, the real nasty you shit, Cam, you you, you nasty, you, you crazy, you crazy, you crazy. You ask for vanilla, we ain't got no vanilla. Get the fuck out of here. Um. Anyway, so he leaves and is so enraged, he comes back. Into the store, he's like, "Where's Natasha?" And he stabs her. It's a girl in her teens. No, no way. Jesus yeah. Christ! It's not like some hard ass dude who's like, he's like, "I'll fucking kill you." It's like, no, this is like just a teenage girl. Is like, sorry, we don't have pecan pie flavored wow. coffee. Wow. You're at a, a dunk. Sorry, uh, a f fun, fun, fun. You're at a funkin, a funkin phonuts. Funkin phonuts. All right, hit me up. Jesus Christ, Cam. That'd be wild. Um, headliner asks nine. Here's another one here for you. Man walks into high school to punch a teacher in the face before walking out the front door. Man walks into it. Wow. I wonder if he was a student. That's the real question. Um, I could see it happening if you like. Okay, here's my here's my perfect situation. Yeah. Guy here, comes. Here's guy your comes ideal. Like you like you want to punch. Like you want to punch a high school teacher? Here's what you're well, gonna do. Here, here, no, no, no. Here's what I want the story to be: is the okay. guy just got out of therapy, and he's like, he's like, it sounds like Mr. Cole had a lot to do with you. And he's like, Mr. Cole touched me, and he's like, I just repressed that memory. I'm gonna go get Mr. Cole, and then walked in and just you know pumped him up with a little bit of jab, and then just came over the top with a big overhand right, dropped him, and then just stood on top of the desk and he goes. I don't know. Says something cool. Right, so, you, so you think he gives him the old Jake Paul? They give him the old Jake Paul. Give him the old yeah. Headline. 
Cam, that is a headline here for you. This is coming out of King... You don't need to even say anymore. I just described the story, right? <laughs> This is coming out of King City Secondary School. That's right, here in our very own southern Ontario. Uh, this happened a few weeks ago at 11.30 in the morning when no students were at school. Uh, but I guess the school's still open so the teachers can teach there, like online, when uh, the suspect walks uh, into the school, walks around the first floor... Moves on to the second floor, encounters uh, the teacher. N- nobody is named, by the way, in any of these sort of reports. A uh, 37-year-old male teacher before punching him in the face and walking right back out the door. Uh, they have no suspects on this. It just happened the other day or the other week. Um, suspect is white male with brown hair and a trimmed beard and is probably between the ages of 20 to 25. Uh, no details were released about if like the student or if this guy and the teacher knew each other. But it certainly takes the amount of time out that one wasn't the other's teacher. Ah, oh. yeah. There's uh, that 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 timeline wouldn't work. Fuck. Well, that's unfortunate. All right. Well, headline or last time. Magic trick goes awry as man partially sawed in half. Now this sounds plausible, right? Because if you let's say like you think you know how a magic trick works, and this I I don't know how magic tricks work, but let's say you think you know how a magic trick works, and then you're like, yeah, that's how it's done, and then you didn't buy like the little guide where they're like, no, 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 you don't actually saw someone in half. You have one person in the top half acting as kind of like the head, and the other ones in the bottom half, and they're the legs, and that's how you do it. Classic classic right but this person was like no i'm or maybe this person's like delusional they're like no 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 you don't get it i'm actually magic i don't need he's like i'm well aware that this is how the trick is done however i do not need it because i am a magic person um god a magic tricks probably go wrong all the time but they usually have a fail safe i'm gonna say this is ass nine Oh, good. I thought I had you there, but you called my bull bluff. So now, I, um, I, I don't. I think this could have happened, though. I, it does sound something that's possible. So, um, we have a, or in previous years, we have a magician who came to Casa Loma and for uh, all winter, all winter long, or all Christmas long, rather, the whole holiday season, and we would do a bunch of shows with him. Where he, his magic show was mostly for kids, and it always took like a couple days before we could figure out how he did it all. But he'd always <laughs> sort of figure out how it was done. But he has the show that was for adults that we never got to. I've never seen, but he has described this one thing where he is an escape guy, right? So he's tied up to buy the wrists and locks and this that the other and chains and he has to do so before a timer goes off and the timer are fucking spikes that will fall down and crush him um he has and i won't give the name of this person you know in case that you somehow see him live or whatever but his wife is his stagehand and there is a backup fail safe that will stop the entire contraption that she she knows to hit if it needs to happen, that will stop the spikes from actually falling and crushing you. So now we're you get mad at me for plugging things. Yeah. But you're going to go ahead and reveal a magician's greatest secret. I revealed a particular a particular um, trick, illusion. I did not describe the magician, nor did I describe the, the trick much, in, you in did much describe detail. The trick. In much detail. All right, give me a headline. Cam, headliner asked here for you. Man uses Kool-Aid packets to steal $1,000 in Walmart merchandise. Oh, I, oh, that's a, that's such clickbait right there. You're like, 
how did he do it, right? You got to see it, right? Is he doing the old return swaparoo scam? Is he always, is it always seems like he's buying those, but there's more involved with it? <laughs> um, people are clever these days. People find ways to steal things, and it's normally disguised as innocent purchases. Headline. Cam, that is a headline here for you. We have two Walmart headlines in a week, uh, by the way. Remember, Walmart uses, loses $4 billion in stolen merchandise every year. Remember that, folks. But this is a story happening out of Florida, where a man named Bradley Young was charged with grand theft and shoplifting after the police concluded that he held packets of Kool-Aid in his hand while checking out more expensive items at the self-checkout. I knew it. Uh, so in total... He used cool. Uh, he used cool. Um, he used Kool Aid packets and a few other smaller items, and spent twenty four dollars and forty four cents, while actually bagging up nine hundred ninety four dollars of merchandise, which included a scooter, uh, some kind of GPS, like a rich a, a watch GPS, and one hundred sixty dollars worth of batteries. Okay, so now like. They're not really that big ticket items, though. No, I was no, hoping for more. No, no just, but I was just hoping a thousand bucks. It's a, it was in the headline. He stole a thousand bu- thousand dollars yeah, worth of merchandise. I don't know. I was kind of hoping this was like a big Ocean's Eleven type thing. No. <laughs> like it was like well, you see, Cam, when they go for the packets, what's really happening is they'll grab me. <laughs> At the same time, Jesse's going to be putting the toque on. When they see the toque, what they don't realize is there's a second man with the toque who they thought slipped. <laughs> and it's all while this is happening, the storage manager's in on it the whole yeah. time. Yeah, and just walk out the front door, Cam. That does sound a lot more fun. You should have been alerted that wasn't going to happen when I said to steal <laughs> $1,000 of merchandise. You must have been going through your brain, like, how much stuff could you get for a grand at, uh, at Walmart? Or, like, what uh, of a particular thing? A TV? Yeah, there you go. That's a t- that's a tough one to self check out. I think someone's gonna notice if you self check out a seventy five. Nothing going on here. Just <laughs> yeah. just check it out. This TV. Just, don't mind me. All right, headline or asinine? Pet rats on the rise as puppy supply runs dry. A pup? We're at a puppy supply shortage. Oh no. What's, where's hap, where's all the puppies gone? Yeah, I did. Uh, I did hear the other day that um, uh, sort of the upticks of uh, animal adoptions over the past seven or eight months, um, and it was it was it was comparing the it was uh, comparing the animal adoption rate based with the kind of current pregnancy rate and how that kind oh, of went probably, up, and yeah. ado- and adoptions were up adoptions were up more at this time. That from this time last year than they were pregnancies from this time last year. So, uh, and certainly dogs are going to be the first to go because what's the best and what's the best pet you can have? A dog. And until I can find a domesticated raccoon, because that that would pretty much fucking top the list. Until I'm allowed to find a domesticated raccoon I can have in my apartment, a rat is like one of those gross other options. Uh, I've known people who have had rats. I've never got it or understood it. I used to have a guinea pig, a couple guinea pigs when I was a kid. At least that, like, I get. But a rat, I don't know. Um, sounds possible, though, so I'm going to say it's a headline. Uh, I made it up, too. 
Yeah, that does sound about right, though. Um, yeah, a lot of puppies being adopted. And there you have it. Definitely. That was some headline or asinine. And that's probably all the time that we have for this week's podcast. It's getting late. Cam has to uh, eat some food before uh, Moy tying um, his life away, folks. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can rate, review, like, and subscribe to the podcast everywhere. It's on YouTube and stuff. You can reach out to us at twoseasonedpod at gmail.com. If you want to be the intern, let us know. Leave us a voice note. If you have a a, a product you're trying to push um, I do want to mention from uh, last week's show Paul Bunyan's 12 ply toilet paper I have a roll myself um, it's With great. My three poops a day, uh, definitely needed. You could, uh, you it would, you you would be great. This would be great for five today. This would be great for you, Cam, if you had all this 12 ply toilet paper. Well, folks, uh, we got some callers coming in next week, so uh, please feel free to dial into the show anytime. Mm-hmm. You know the number. And never forget, you are three times more likely to get a virus on your computer from a religious website than a porn website. Take care, folks. Continuing tonight on Two Seas in a Pod. 96.7 on your... Two C's in a pod, 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 two C's in a